Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Check with Tech, your guide to all things tech. I'm your host, Asina Azam, and let's get started, shall we? So first things first, this week has been jam-packed with tech news. Most of them are uh, thanks to uh, CES uh, 2021, and we have a long day ahead of us, so let's get started. So first things first. AMD has had a big event in CES where they showed off their new 5000 mobile processors for laptops. And there are two subcategories for the 5000 uh, lineup, the H series and the U series. The H series is mainly found in gaming and uh, gaming laptops and laptops for, you know, productivity and content creation, and the U series is meant for, you know, ultra portable notebooks. So, all in all, AMD has announced 13 uh, processors. And unfortunately, I have to say them all in less than 10 minutes. Let's start at the lowest of the low with the AMD Ryzen 3 5300U. With 4 cores and 8 threads, a 15 watt TDP, um, a boost clock of up to 3.8 GHz, and a base frequency of up to 2.6 GHz, and 6 MB of cache. The Ryzen 5 5500U has 6 cores, 12 threads, 15 watts of TDP, um, up to 4 GHz of boost clock, and 2.1 GHz for base frequency, and it has 8 MB of cache. Uh, the AMD Ryzen 5 5600U has 6 cores, 12 threads, 15 watts TDP, uh, up to 4.2 GHz uh, for boost clock, and 2.3 GHz for the base. And significant jump in cache size with 19 megabytes. Moving on to the AMD Ryzen 5 5600HS with 6 cores, 12 threads, 35 watts of TDP, uh, up to 4.2 gigahertz for boost clock and 3 gigahertz for base clock and 19 megabytes of cache. The Ryzen 5 5600H without the S has 6 cores, 12 threads, 45 watts, up to 4.2 gigahertz um, boost clock, and 3.3 gigahertz of base clock, also 90 megabytes of cache. Moving on to the AMD Ryzen 7 5700U, 8 cores, 16 threads, and 15 watts uh, for the TDP, up to 4.3 gigahertz uh, for boost clock, and 1.8 gigahertz for the base frequency, uh, and it has 8 megabytes of cache. The Ryzen 7 5800U has 8 cores, 16 threads, 15 watts for the TDP, up to 4.4 GHz for the boost clock and a base frequency of 1.9 GHz, and 20 MB of cache. The Ryzen 7 5800HS has 8 cores, 16 threads, 35 watts for the TDP, uh, up to 4.4 GHz for the boost clock, a base frequency of 2.8 GHz, and 20 MB of cache. And uh, the AMD Ryzen 7 5800H without the S, 8 cores, 16 threads, 45 watts of TDP, up to 4.4 GHz for boost clock, and base frequency of 3.2 GHz, and 20 MB of cache. The AMD Ryzen 9 5900HS has 8 cores, 16 threads, 35 watts of TDP, up to 4.6 GHz for boost clock, and 3 GHz for the base frequency, and 20 MB of cache. The AMD Ryzen 9 5900HX, which is a brand new subcategory, has 8 cores, 16 threads, 45 watts plus, up to 4.6 GHz boost clock and 3.3 GHz base frequency, and 20 MB of cache. The AMD Ryzen 9 5980HS 
has 8 cores, 16 threads, 35 volts of TDP, up to 4.8 GHz boost clock, a base frequency of 3 GHz, and 20 MB of cache. And finally, the AMD Ryzen 95980HX has uh, 8 cores, 16 threads, 45 watts of TDP, up to 4.8 GHz of boost clock, and 3.3 GHz for the base frequency, and 20 MB of cache. And you may be a bit confused, what the heck is an HX? I mean, last year we knew that H meant... Uh, the most powerful um, AMD offers and the HS is less powerful but offers better power efficiency. Well now basically uh, H has been thrown out of the window and enter HX. AMD says that the HX chips are meant for serious gaming and claims that the Ryzen 9 5900HX will power quote 2021's best gaming notebooks which we will come to in a minute end quote. And AMD claims that the Ryzen 9 5900HX beats the Core i9-10980HK on Cinebench R20 single-threaded by 14%, uh, 37% on Passmark P10, and 21% on 3 Mark Firestrike Physics. AMD has also claimed that the Ryzen 9 5980HS beats the, the same Intel chip, the 10980HK, on Cinebench R20 and uh, single-threaded performance, 601 AMD and 514 to Intel. And when it comes to multi-threaded performance, uh, 4349 for AMD and 3892 for the i9. And in addition to that, the architecture for all of these chips has been upgraded. Most chips now have the 7 nanometers Zen 3 architecture. But some U-series chips are based on Zen 2, which, I mean, yes, is a bit of a bummer. But then again, last year's mobile processors were based on Zen Plus. And we all know what a significant increase in performance Zen 2 offers compared to Zen Plus. So, either way, you're getting a huge upgrade in performance. But when all of this is said and done, it does not mean that Intel is giving up for now. Intel also had a press conference in CES uh, and showed uh, one a sneak peek at their desktop uh, CPUs coming in uh, the first quarter of 2021 and also a full announcement of their 11th gen H series chips designed for um, ultra portable gaming laptops. So first off let me start with the mobile processors then we'll get to the desktop ones. Intel only really showed three mobile processors that's not bad per se but definitely not as much as amd with 13. so let's get started with the least performing one the intel core i5 11300h it has four cores eight threads a cttp up frequency of 3.1 gigahertz a cttp down frequency of 2.6 gigahertz a max one core turbo frequency of 4.4 gigahertz a max 2-core uh, turbo frequency of 4.4 GHz, a max 4-core turbo frequency of 4 GHz, an LPDDR4X data transfer rate of uh, 4,267 mega transfers per second, a DDR4 data transfer rate of 3,200 uh, mega transfers per second, an L3 cache of 8 megabytes, a CDTP up of 35 watts, and a CDTP down of 28 watts. And now moving on to the Intel Core i7-11370H. It has 4 cores, 
8 threads, a CTTP up frequency of 3.3 GHz, a CTTP down frequency of 3 GHz, a max 1 core turbo frequency of 4.8 GHz, a max 2 core turbo frequency of 4.8 GHz, a max 4 core turbo frequency of 4.3 GHz, an LPDDR4X rated transfer rate of 4267 megatransfers per second, a DDR4 transfer uh, data transfer rate of 3200 megatransfers per second, L3 cache 12 megabytes, CTTP up 35 watts, and CTTP down of 28 watts. And now, the Intel Core i7-11-3075H Special Edition. It has 4 cores, 8 threads, a CTTP up frequency of 3.3 GHz, a CTTP down frequency of 3 GHz, a max 1 core turbo frequency of 5 GHz with ITBM 3.0, a max 2 core turbo frequency of 4.8 GHz, a max 4 core turbo frequency of 4.3 GHz, an LPDDR4X data transfer rate of 4267 megatransfers per second, a DDR4 data transfer rate of 3200 megatransfers per second, 12 megabytes of L3 cache, a CDTP up of 35 watts, and a CDTP down of 28 watts. Now, what's especially intriguing is that on all of their mobile processors, the CTTP up is locked at 35 watts. It cannot go over that at all. And what's also impressive is that Intel claims that it beats the best H-series chip from last year, which had a TDP of 45 watts. So that is proof that the chips are getting more power efficient. The integrated graphics is set to be more than twice as fast as the 10th gen uh, H-series. So overall, it does look like AMD does have some competition with Intel. Now, there aren't necessarily any testing um, or any laptops that ha have these uh, processors with me. So it's really hard for me to uh, precisely say which... Uh, chip is the best but AMD has had a trend of beating Intel in almost every single category so I am probably going with AMD on this year but then again Intel isn't done as they have previewed uh, the 11th gen Intel Core i9-11900K their fastest chip out there so the 11900K has 8 cores, 16 threads, a uh, single core uh, frequency of up to 5.3 GHz, an all-core turbo frequency of 4.8 GHz, uh, up to DDR4-3200 memory support. But unfortunately, it's still based on 40 nanometer fabrication process. But instead, it uses Intel's Cypress Cove cores, which basically brings the improvements made from 10 nanometers uh, process all the way to 14 nanometers. So I really am excited to see how the competition uh, will be brought up this year. We know Intel certainly has lost uh, the war last year, but it seems that Intel, with its new CEO, which I will talk about, uh, has gained the confidence and the resources to once again battle AMD. So yes, if you heard correctly, I am actually absolutely being serious. Intel is changing its CEO or replacing him once again. This, I believe, is the third time um, in three years. 
So now the former CEO Bob Swan has been replaced by none other than Patrick Gelsinger. Gelsinger, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, who was a former chip designer and used to work uh, at Intel 30 years ago. Personally, I like the idea um, that Intel has decided to bring uh, an engineer or someone who worked in the semiconductor industry as a CEO. So just like Lee Sisu, I hope that uh, Patrick Jelsinger will be able to, you know, improve Intel's products in some form or another. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we move from um, Intel and AMD and to Samsung because they just had one of their yearly events, the Unpacked event, where they showcased off the S21 lineup. They also announced the new um, Samsung Galaxy Buds Pro and the Samsung Smart Tracker, I believe it was called. It was the Samsung Smart Tag, yeah. So let's start with the S21 lineup, which consists of the Galaxy S21, S21 Plus, and the S21 Ultra. So first, let's start with the Samsung Galaxy S21, or as it's supposed to be called, the S21 5G, which in my opinion is a much much more inferior name. So the S21 has a 6.2 inch dynamic AMOLED 2X 120Hz HDR10 Plus display at 1080p. That is one of the many downsides of this phone. It has the new 5 nanometer Exynos 2100 uh, or the Qualcomm Snapdragon 888, which is also at 5 nanometers. It has a 4000 mAh battery w- with support for uh, up to 25 watts char- uh, fast charging, 15 watts for wireless charging, and 4.5 watts for reverse wireless charging. You can go from uh, 128 to 256 uh, gigabytes of UFS 3.1 storage, and it's only available in 8 gigabytes of RAM. And no, it's not expandable. And yes, that does mean that there is no uh, micro uh, micro SD card slot in the phone. And now for the cameras, you have a 12 megapixel f 1.8 uh, camera. You have a 12 megapixel f 2.2 ultra wide camera at 120 degrees, and a 64 megapixel f 2.0 uh, telephoto camera with three times hybrid zoom. It comes in phantom gray, phantom white, phantom violet, and phantom pink, and starts at $799, which is $200 cheaper than last year's. So a bunch of things uh, is already present already. One, no micro SD card slot, unfortunately. Two, this is a 1080p display. I do believe it's also flat. And three, the back is plastic. That's not necessarily a downside, it's just something to keep note of. So if you're content with these disadvantages, I highly recommend this phone. And now moving on to the Galaxy S21 Plus. It has a 6.7 inch dynamic AMOLED 2X, 120Hz, HDR10+, 1080p display. So even with the Plus variant, you still get a 1080p display. You either get the Exynos 2100 or the Snapdragon 888. You get the exact same camera setup, you get a 4800 mAh battery this time. You have the same storage options, either 128 or 256 GB, non-expandable. Still locked at 8 GB of RAM. It comes in Phantom Black, Phantom Silver, Phantom Violet, Phantom Pink, Phantom Gold, and Phantom Red, and starts at 999 So the only difference you can get 
between the S21 and the S21 Plus is that the S21 Plus has a glass back instead of plastic and has a bigger battery. That's it. Honestly, in my opinion, this is a good idea because uh, you really don't have to pay more just to have, you know, better specs because the, all of these phones are still in the S21 lineup. So it does make sense to have the flagship uh, or at least the base variant of the flagship, the S21, be as competent as the other. It doesn't have to be better or worse. In my opinion, it should be equal. So, yeah, I recommend getting an S21 Plus if you want a bigger battery and a bigger screen. That's it. But other than that, you do get the exact same downsides. So still no microSD card slot, and you're still locked at 1080p. And now here's when we get to the juicy part of this lineup. The Galaxy S21 Ultra. The S21 Ultra has a 6.8 inch dynamic AMOLED 2X 120Hz HDR10 plus 1440p display. You either get the Exynos 2100 or uh, the Snapdragon 888 depending uh, on your market. You can go from 128GB all the way to 512GB, again non-expandable. You can go from 12 to 16 gigs of RAM. And the camera setup is also different. You have a 108 megapixel main camera with f1.8 aperture. You have a 10 megapixel f4.9 telephoto camera with 10 times optical zoom. You have another 10 megapixel f2.4 telephoto camera with 3 times optical zoom. And you have a 12 megapixel f2.2 ultra wide camera. And you have a 40 megapixel f2.2 selfie camera. You get a 5000 mAh battery and comes in Phantom Black, Phantom Silver, Phantom Titanium, Phantom Navy, and Phantom Brown and starts at $1200. So I would suggest getting the Galaxy S21 Ultra if you're really dying to get the best that Samsung can offer. Beautiful display, uh, a big battery, performance unparalleled and yeah probably a great camera setup and now we get to uh, to my thoughts on the design of these phones they all basically have the same design except the camera cutout is bigger but here's my best description the ridge on the sides uh, of the phone b basically transfer into the camera cutout they blend in with it uh, it's as if the camera cutout is an extension of the ridge with the galaxy s21 ultra having a wider cutout than the other two variants and you get amazing color choices with all of these phones the most unique one is no doubt the phantom violet which is uh, which is violet on the back but the camera cutout has a golden color to it so you have great contrast and these two colors just are so compatible with each other you can customize the colors you can have more tones to mess around with but those are only on select markets and available only on samsung.com so i really would say that samsung knocked it out of the park these are fantastic phones with beautiful colors and a beautiful design and so we finish a portion of all of the news that ES had to offer this year. So come back tomorrow as I release part 2 of this series because CES was a bit much for me. So I thought, hey, why not take a break between episodes? 
So yeah, um, yeah, please stay tuned for tomorrow's episode and please listen to the other episodes of the podcast and don't be afraid to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, this is Isina Azam, signing out. See you tomorrow.